You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy oh Wednesday, October twelfth. It's flying by. I'm your host Tom, as always. SteadyPicks.com. It's completely free to sign up. Sign up today. Best bets from myself and Ricky, Donnie, Big John on occasion, Sean Brady on occasion for the UFC cards, Lendale White on college football. The list goes on. I I have to. I started to have to write these down to be able to list them all, and uh, that's just crazy. So, steadypicks.com, go check it out. And of course, today I'm joined by my good friend Ricky. Ricky, how you doing, man? Good morning. Good morning, Tom. How you doing, my man? Just lovely. It's good to have you back on the show. It's been a been a little bit. Um, I know football season gets crazy for for everybody here. Uh, at study pick so appreciate you taking time to jump on oh of course i miss talking to you every morning man we'll have to we you know we, we wanted to do it more through football season but like i said it's just been so busy so we'll try to be better we'll try to be better and have you on um i don't even know where to start with you i feel like i got i got so much to talk about uh tennis ricky has going going fantastic swimmingly better than ever let's go um, great to hear we go two and one yesterday. Donna Vekic, a one a plus one forty eight dog. That gets home. Kasakina gets home. It was a big favorite. And then Jeannie Bouchard uh does not win. Today though, Ricky, we have quite a big dog going. Uh, a little bit later this afternoon. Plus three sixty. Plus three sixty. Hey, I'm a sucker for a dog, Tom. You know that. It might be worth a little pizza money for you. Louisa Chirico, plus okay. 360 against Paula Bedosa. People, you probably recognize at least Paula Bedosa's name. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go against her as a, with a big dog. Yeah, I saw that one actually on the website yesterday, Tom. And it, it I don't know if it makes me sad to say this or what, but I recognize way too many women's tennis names now. They all Atta look boy. familiar. So... I don't know, man. Come a long way with the tennis. <laughs> Love to hear it. Love to hear it. It's a great, uh, great sport to bet and to watch. Um. Okay. I don't even know where to start, honestly. Um. How about our Phillies, Tom? Oh, How about Phillies. our damn Philadelphia Phillies? One zero on the Braves. They tried to throw it away with that horrible, horrible bullpen that they uh, still, still have problems with. But, uh, man, I was going to be heartbroken if they threw that away. 
Is it just me, or do you have that same anxiety at all points of the game when we have a lead? A hundred percent. They do nope. too. The coach does. Everybody does. <laughs> yeah, it's bad, man. I saw uh, yesterday too. One of our top relievers, he got injured celebrating Bryce Harper's home run in St. Louis. I don't know if you saw this. He's out, so they're like they're thinner already in the bullpen. It's it's not good, but we won. One and uh, if we get today, that would just be absolutely massive. Do you have any action, Tom, on the on the game today? I do not. Um, I didn't see what the number was for today. The Phillies were pretty big dogs yesterday, which I didn't really get. Uh, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me why they were such big dogs against the Braves. But um, no, I I nothing for me. All four games yesterday, Tom, were like minus 200 or worse favorites. Um, yeah, it was it was crazy to see that. And Suarez, he pitched great. Today, the Phillies have Wheeler going. Yes. They're a, they're a plus 115 dog at our marketing partner, BetMGM. Um, come back minus 140 on the Braves. So I'm just curious, Tom. Like I know you, you said you're not betting it, but... Do you have any thoughts on the people who might be betting it or for the people? Um, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> because the problem is I'm not very good with playoffs. Um, just in general when I when I bet things. Um, because I I have a hard time in my brain like sorting out the fact that they will play each other or several like to me it's like it's kind of um like the coin flip thing, like flipping a coin, that whole problem, the gambler's fallacy. Mm. If the outcome of yesterday's game has nothing to do with the outcome of today's game, just like flipping a coin, if you flip a heads last time, it has no impact on whether it will be heads or tails this time. Same thing applies here. The last game has no impact on what will happen today. But for some reason in the playoffs, I can't get that completely out of my head. Whereas the Phillies are the road team. They stole one in Atlanta. Are they really going to steal another in Atlanta? Are they really going to beat Atlanta twice there and come home 2-0? Like those are the things, and numbers-wise, it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Well, let, let me say this, because obviously, Tom, I would never come onto your show without having some numbers and data prepared for you here. That would be a sin I would never, <laughs> okay? So let me throw some numbers at you. Zach Wheeler has pitched against the Braves three times this season. He's 2-0, and oh, Tom. Um, they haven't really, you know, they ha he has a 2.7 ERA across those three games. They, they haven't really hit him too hard. Um, the Braves pitcher, on the other hand, has faced the Phillies three times as well. So very familiar with one another. He's 2-1 and one in those games. Um, he won both of the games in Philadelphia, lost the game in Atlanta. But... 
for me, Tom, the only reason that I, I struggle to get behind the Phillies here, there's just such a huge gap in the two bullpens. Would you agree with that in, in terms of these two teams? Oh, big like, time. Massive. Yep. Totally agree. So that's really what it comes down to for me is like, that's really the Braves edge, right? Two good offenses. Starting pitching is not drastically different, but the bullpens, they are. Yeah, that's interesting. I um, yeah, I don't think that the price is big enough on the Phillies here. Like yesterday, it was pretty big. I think it got up to, I don't know, it was 150, 160, somewhere in there. Eight, uh, 180 even. 180, wow. So I think that would have been worth a play on the Phillies, but not at 115. Hmm. I don't think so. Um. Yeah, because I just and I I just don't like I said I don't do well when it's in playoffs and they play five or seven game series. I just can't help but creep into my mind about oh what happened yesterday when it really doesn't matter. Right, like a lot of people are going to bet the Braves today just because they believe the Phillies won't go up two zero in Atlanta. Exactly. Like they, mentally, that that can't happen to most people. So. But Ricky, what's the probability yesterday I flip a coin? What's the probability of landing heads or tails? Yeah, man. 50-50. I, I hear you, and I, I agree. And What's the probability today? 50-50. Same thing as yesterday. Plus 180, the Phillies are, whatever that comes out to, 38% chance to win that game. Today, what are they? 45% chance to win that game. You just have to compare it to that baseline. Mm -hmm. um, one, one final baseball note for you, Tom. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, but I did like a an MLB betting pickoff with, with our other Tom. I had the Phillies going pretty far, and there's like a clip from it. That I swear, if the Phillies win this series, I gotta send it into like Barstool Philly or something because it, it. I'll send it to you later today, but you're gonna die, man. <laughs> I need the Phillies to come through here. <laughs> yeah, that show is pretty good. It's still relevant if you want to go listen. It's on YouTube. It's a little baseball pick'em bracket thing. Um, it's really fun, fun to watch. So I, I recommend it. It was it was entertaining. Oh man, but uh, and Ricky, yeah, what else? What else you got for me, Tom? It's yeah, yeah. I feel like you, yeah, we do have so many topics. I know. I didn't think about that before we started. I didn't like lay out a a bit of a schedule like I normally do because I'm like, ah, I got Ricky on it. Doesn't you know? We'll get to whatever. And uh, now it's just like vomit coming out. Just whatever <laughs> in front of the brain. Come on out. Um, UFC. I want to talk about UFC for a moment. You texted me this morning with a, mm -hmm. with kind of some thoughts and what kind of situation you're in, which is excellent. And I wanted to just discuss that, if we could, if you don't mind. Oh, of course. Um, I would really love to. Just some odd line movement is, is what I'm realizing in that situation. So... Ricky, and if people who have been around long enough, you know this story with Ricky and Sean O'Malley. Um, <laughs> you'll, you'll be well aware. Sean O'Malley did some some stuff with Steady Picks. Uh, I guess this was over a year ago at this point. But 
he's helped us do some things along the way. Uh, Ricky was convinced that he was going to win a fight, and he lost. And Ricky, it goes down, if you ask Ricky, his top three worst uh, beats. Or, like, I guess, not worst beats, but, like, largest beats. That, that's dark night. Very dark night. <laughs> <laughs> to put it lightly, I swore I'd never, I'd never go down this dark alley again, and I did, Tom. And not only once, you did it three times because you just keep adding to the pile <laughs> of O'Malley <laughs> tickets. I got a problem, man. Oh gosh! And so you've ended up with three different tickets at three different prices. Um, like plus, I think the highest was plus three sixty ish. Was that the highest one you have? 330 is the best number I got. I got a 330, a 310, and a 290. And for for reference here, let me just go to what it's at right now because I believe 260 is the best number at Barstool wow. currently being offered. Wow. So you've crushed this line. But here's what's odd, Tom, and this is why I, I was up at 4 a.m. sending you UFC tickets. Why in the world... I shouldn't say why in the world, but obviously Sean O'Malley is an incre—he's a wildly popular fighter. He always draws a lot of tickets. The line usually steams his way in most of his fights. But in this fight, the opposite's happening. I don't know about the ticket split and all of that, like where the money actually sits at this moment, but it's undeniable in terms of the movement to go from... So that 330 I put in on August 6th, um, September 6th, excuse me. It is now October 12th. So in that month, Tom, just try to walk me through in your head how we how this line got here, Absolutely. where we are today. Absolutely. Um, two things. Again, this is a good example of why you should always have, you should find an applied probability calculator and you should bookmark it on your computer, on your phone. And at any time you start talking about numbers, in particular with betting and prices. I pull this up all the time. This is probably my most visited website on my computer is this implied probability calculator. Just because I'm always interested to see what the, you know, because as you get away from zero, from the middle, 110, the, mm -hmm. the points mean less. The numbers mean less. And what I mean by that is the difference between so a fifty point difference in the price so three thirty to to three hundred just as an example means less than a one a minus one thirty to a minus one ten or plus one minus plus one thirty to plus one ten like moving that direction you're saying I'm saying that accounts you in okay. Hold on. Let's reset. Let me let me re-explain this. The closer you get to zero, to even money, mm -hmm. the more each individual line move is worth in terms of win probability. Okay. So right now, we'll use your O'Malley example. The best tick you have is plus 330, correct? Correct. Okay. Plus 330 is about... 23% chance to win. That's what they are giving. 23% chance. The best number available now 
is 260, and that's a 27% chance to win. So you're looking at it's like 4.5% of expected value that you've gained on that ticket. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, but the difference between 260 and 330, that is 40, that is 70 points, right? 70 cents, call it. Cents. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. 70 cents. Okay. If I do 170, plus 170 is a 34% chance to win. And then you go down to, you know, 100, which is 50% chance. So it's worth more than the 4.5% as you get closer to, to, to zero. Ah, I see now. I see. I appreciate this second uh, explanation. <laughs> now I see what you're saying, Tom. Sometimes you just have to reset and... and uh, it's early. It's early, all right? <laughs> Give us a break. But So no. as you get closer to the middle, the cents are worth more to the win probability. Mm-hmm. So that same 70 cents move, if it was plus 170 to plus 100, it would have been worth whatever I just did there, 14 percentage points to the win probability. All of this to say, and I got a little off track, but beating the line is very important. Ricky did a great job. It's better to beat it from plus 170 to plus 100 if you can. That's, uh, you know, obviously very difficult, but um, (laughs) that's always important to do. And anything close to 5% beating the market, like in win probability, is fantastic. Fantastic. If you bet that for the rest of your life, Ricky, you'll be a, a very wealthy man. No, but that's that's really interesting to think about it like that, Tom. I never, truthfully, I never even realized that. Like, it, it even just makes sense on the surface. But um, yeah, I mean, there's this this is two sixties the best number in market. But I mean, there's two forty fives at Fanduel. It's this is so going back to the original, yes. you know, the original thought here. In so, your mind. Is it smart money that's driving this back toward O'Malley? Um, like, what what do you what do you credit this? Because it's pretty significant either way, you know. Oh yeah. Um, at the end of the day, the market is the most efficient, pretty much the most efficient thing that we have to to look at, right? Because there's people betting into this market, Ricky, you as well. You're betting in plus 330. You know, you think that that number's wrong. And the market always corrects itself to find the price in which it thinks is fair. Mm -hmm. Right? So when you think about the market in that way, there really is no sharp side necessarily. Because there can be sharp people on either side of this bet. And almost always there are sharp people on both sides of the bet. It's all about finding the line and the the price, finding its level. Where it's quote-unquote fair. And that's why people, you know, that's why people use the market as the North Star. So, because let me give you an example. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's just use a football game for this example. Chiefs and the and the Bills play this week. I think the Bills are down to three point favorites now. 
So I I bet there's a plus three minus one ten at points bet right now, and I bet it this morning, Tom. On the Chiefs. On the Chiefs. Plus three. Okay. This is a perfect example. The line opened one and a half with the Bills favored one and a half. It's worked its way down to three. At which point, smart people said three is too high. I'm taking the three. But very smart people at opening said Bills minus one and a half is a great play. And a, a quote, sharp play. So there's there's sharp people on both sides of this bet for the Bills and the Chiefs. It's just a matter of what price you got. Anyway, right. all to say that I think it's just as simple as the people that are respected are making bets on Sean O'Malley, on O'Malley and the market is moving that way. Now, at some point, as we get close to the event and the limits get up and people start really betting some big, big, big money, it will be important to see which way it moves as we get a little bit closer. Does it continue to go down or does it go back up? Because the people that are going to dump a lot of money into this are going to realize that that price is wrong. I don't know. But at the end of the day, the, the what moves the price is nothing more than respected people betting one side or the other and the book moving the price on it. Yeah, and the reason why I, I really stress that O'Malley is a unique situation, and I'm not going to like compare him to Conor McGregor yet in terms of like how wildly popular of a bet he is, but I also think about this, Tom, like if I'm a sports book, why am I even going to hang a plus 300 when I know the whole world's going to grab him at 230? Like why am I going to raise my liability up when I know they'll grab it at whatever I price them at. So I almost wonder if somebody it's will also... bet Ricky, someone will bet just a this stupid amount of money on the other side if your price is wrong. Exactly. And that's and that's where it's like there's a point of just keeping it all honest, you know, where where it kind of mends both sides there. And I'm I'm wondering if we're at that point now or what. But yeah, it's like like you said, man, it's like they can't they can't do that or they'll get murdered on the other side, but yet I don't know. It's just crazy to me. I think there's very few events that the, the sheer volume of like tickets and public people betting on stuff. I think there's very few scenarios where that's going to really influence the market, the market. I'll say this, man, as a, a final note on O'Malley. If, when, if, however you want to say it, because I really believe that he, he can win this fight. I believe this guy's on the cusp of being, like, the biggest star in the UFC by a long shot. Like, he, there, there hasn't been anywhere near a McGregor-type caliber star. If O'Malley can pull this off, it would be incredible so if nothing else get your popcorn and get ready to watch that fight because <laughs> it's gonna be fun i think either way and is that uh is that this weekend or next week is that next weekend's card that's next weekend's card mm -hmm. tom we got o'malley sean brady yep. um charles Oliveira, tj dillashaw and sterling i mean this card is insane we gotta we gotta do something for it 
It's uh, it's an early Saturday morning card too. I think it starts at what ten o'clock or something, maybe even earlier. It's a daytime card, perfect for Tom and Big John. Both love the the UFC daytime cards. So, <laughs> yeah, man, we'll have to figure something out. And is there any? I think is there a fight this weekend? Anything good? Just there a, is some. There night? is some fights this weekend, but I think like this is the. Uh, it's almost like a promo card for the, the calm, next weekend. The calm before the storm. Yeah. Now okay. there's some decent fights though. Excellent. Um, we just went a whole show in. I don't know. It's been weeks since we didn't talk about football in every single show. Jeez. Yeah. So I do appreciate that. I like to try to not do that sometimes. Um, sad, sad day here at Tom's headquarters. Uh, the NFL model just broke last night. Trying to figure out what we did. I think we'll get it. We'll get it squared away. But man, if I had one piece of advice for anybody who kind of does their own numbers in any way, is just save a damn backup. Two things. Write instructions of what you need to update if you have to update things like on a daily or weekly basis. Write out instructions of what you need to do. And then save a backup. A clean, unedited backup. That's tough, man. The undo button doesn't work in the models (laughs) when you mess something up. (laughs) No, (laughs) I wish it did. I wish it did, but it does not. Uh, well, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be a successful surgery with you. You're, you're a good surgeon. Oh God, thank you. Appreciate that. We'll get it. We'll get it figured out. Um, just so many things that I always want to talk about, Ricky. Uh, I was watching. I was up at 2 a.m. on Saturday watching uh, the Formula One race in Japan. Uh, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. I think F1 is bad, uh, fascinating. Are you? You're into it. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you a quick F1 story. So Mo comes over to my house one day. This is like a few weeks ago. He convinces me to bet an F1 race. Okay. We we take (laughs) the favorite. Tom. Verstappen. You bet Verstappen. Yeah. I don't even know that. I know nothing about this. (laughs) Within five minutes, our guy's off to a huge lead. He smashes into the wall. Things up in flames. We just lost like five units in F1. <laughs> Absolute nightmare entrance into the sport. But like, is it? Uh, how do you bet it? You just like talk to me if we have a couple minutes. Yeah, please. Tell, please, tell me please. about how you bet it. Um, there's so many different ways to bet it. Uh, you could bet winner, top five, top ten. It's a lot like golf or NASCAR betting uh, that way. Um, well, you, I don't think you can really bet top ten. Can you? Almost so, like a golf field. Yeah, there's 20 guys in the in on grid at one time. Uh, there's 10 teams, so each team has two drivers. So there's 10 teams, 20 drivers on each race. Same same 10 teams, 20 drivers every race. Mm-hmm. And um, there's just so much strategy that goes into it. On Netflix, there's a a series they released called drive to survive, which is all around F one following them around the world every season, kind of the drama and some of the things that happened. It's excellent show. And it got me hooked on following F one, to be honest, which I think it's done for a lot of people. Hmm. 
And so, yeah, you could bet winners. You can bet the qualifying, um, you know, session to see where who's going to place like first in qualifying. There's there's a lot of different ways. Um, the thing that's difficult is there's a you know two drivers that are so much better than everybody else, and so they win like a lot. Actually, win a lot. Not like in golf where there's always a nine to one favorite. Um, that never wins. It's kind of crazy to think about that. Like considering their, their driving that there could be such a huge gap between two people. I mean, yeah. Is, are, are the last question? I'm sorry. I know we're trying to no, wrap please. up. I'm, I'm happy. Are the vehicles themselves like pretty evenly matched That's in terms of like, speed and stuff? They're not. They're not oh, because each team so edges. Is, yes, each team has their own, you know, team of mechanics and and they use different engines, Hondas or Mercedes engines or whatever, and they all do things a little bit different. So each team and they have different budgets too. It's kinda like baseball. You're out there, you can spend five hundred million and, and win, or you can spend a hundred million and lose. So mm. the teams kind of have different budgets, like Red Bull which I'm surprised you don't like. Uh, surprised you don't like F1. Red Bull is <laughs> <laughs> has two teams really. Uh, two of the two of the ten teams. Hmm. And so they're 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 the best team right now. And part of it is their driver, but part of it is the fact that the car is just better than the other cars. Hey, next time it's on, Tom. Next time you're up at 2 a.m. fire and shoot me a text. Well, guess what, Ricky? They are in Austin, Texas this week, and we can watch the race on Sunday at 3 p.m. Great city, Austin. Hey, then let's let's do it, man. Let's, we'll, we'll be firing in between the NFL games. Sunday, 3 p.m., let's turn off football and put on F1. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> let's be real. That's why I kind of liked it last week because it was in Japan. It was 2 a.m. And I woke up on uh, Sunday morning and like watched it before I watched the um, the London game. So it was cool that it was, um, you know, not overlapping with football. Now, I mean, nobody here is going to be watching that. Hell, nobody. Uh, who's going to go to that event in Austin, Texas in the middle of football Sunday? Who is really going to go sit there and watch the F1 race? Yeah, that's a that's a tough time slot. Just like the WNBA. I never understood this. We never got to talk about this. The WNBA finals, the the last game three, the final game, game five, game three, I don't know how many they play. The very last game of the season was on the first day of football on Sunday at 3 o'clock. Now, again, this TV schedule people, how much are these guys getting paid? And they're the best thing they decided to do was let's put this on Sunday afternoon, the same time as the first week of football. Like, are you out of your mind? Yeah, that's a shame. That's just not setting them up to succeed. That's what I mean. You already want to complain that nobody watches it and that the viewership is very low. And then you do that. Come on. You know Mo was watching at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know that. You know that. Like I I should be a what are, what are they a programmer for uh 
for one of these TV stations. I just don't understand why they why scheduling things is so difficult. Your next two careers, Tom, are an NFL head coach and a programmer. <laughs> the next two things for you after the after steady picks. Don't even get me started on the coaching situation. The Eagles got <laughs> bailed out last week because Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, I want to talk about wearing a clown nose for Halloween. <laughs> there they are. My my all-time favorite thing is listening to Tom's coaching breakdowns. <laughs> I'll tell you, I love it. But, uh, yeah, man, I'll, I'll have to get you fired up next week, next time I'm on. I'll have to get my list for, for t- uh, tomorrow. Can I, I Now when I watch, it's so bad. Honestly, it's so bad. When I watch games on Sunday, I keep a pen and paper next to me. And I make lists of all the horrible coaching decisions as we get to the second half or, you know, to the end of the first half end of the games i can write a book about this stuff oh man you do not you do yes, not. yes i do seriously that. do so that i can remember to talk about it on monday morning on this on this show i'm gonna get you a tryout tom <laughs> <laughs> it's i just don't understand and this is just me sitting there and i can do some quick math and figure out what what they should have done like is it actually a joke that they can't figure it out how upset uh, the Chargers guy, Tom. Oh, my God. Went for it. Or, I could. That, I mean, I could sit here all day one. and get you on. fired up, but let's, let's get you the Chargers job. Fourth? Oh, my gosh. From your own 35. <laughs> they needed a field goal to win, too. Literally. Like, that guy, man. Can't like, sit here and defend him, but we'll get you your tryout Who one of these was days. in his ear telling him that that was a good idea? Please. Who was it? Because somebody's in his ear saying, yeah, I think, you know, maybe we should consider going for this. Your call, but let's go for it. Keenan Allen, who didn't, who was not active for the game, was tweeting during the play. Like, what, what the hell is my own team doing here? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Crazy. So, uh, yeah, the, the examples go on and on. And again, you just kind of sit back and do some math and you're like, wow, that was stupid. Um, Kyler Murray, that the, the Cardinals just absolutely, absolute choke job. Eagles probably should have lost the game. Uh, I can't say that. Probably should have had to play more football. Yeah. No question about it. If you take another, if you're Kyler Murray, you take another quarter of a step, quarter of a step, and then slide. You got the first down. Well, you know what, Tom? This is like becoming a theme with Kyler Murray. He, he's he's one of those guys who who seems to do these type of things a lot, and you have to wonder, you know, if it's just him that's not, you know, like a okay, we'll call it a winner. Ass, get your head out of your ass and pay attention. Yeah, seriously. And then to not even the worst part was not that he slid and didn't get the first down, right? That that's fine. Well, it's not fine, but I get it. You wanted to slide. It's hard to control your body when you're running full speed. Fine. But to not be aware of the situation and just run up to the line and spike it without thinking, that's my problem. Is that he didn't even stop to consider the situation of the game and stop to think about that he needed a first down. What down is it? How much time is left? Is it third and one? Is it fourth and one? Is it second and two? What What is it? Like he didn't even think about it. Just third and one, ran up to the ball. He said, oh, I have to spike, 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 boom. Oh, wait fourth and one now and we've got a kicker who's never kicked 
a field goal in his entire career. <laughs> Having a panic and, attack before he kicks. And, Ricky, if I'm Cliffs Kingsbury, I'll be damned if I'm sending Matt Amendola out on the field to kick a field goal. Which, oh, by the way, if you're watching the television broadcast, he missed about six of those in a row. How funny was that that they even showed it before the kick? If you can't hit him in warm-ups, like with no no rush or anything, I agree with you, man. Don't send that guy out there. You saw him missing. You're on the, you know, I agree. I, I would have, uh, especially Cliff Kingsbury, his character, he's an aggressive, he's a wild card. I'm surprised he didn't uh, at least opt to think about that. But, yeah, Tom, we could... We could uh, reminisce about this stuff all day. It's a lot of questionable decisions down the stretch. It's Again, it's just not thinking. It's just saying, okay, it's fourth down. We just trot our field goal kicker out, blah, 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 blah. You know, hope he makes it. It's like, no, you were, you were you paying attention before? He stinks. <laughs> and it was so funny. They show him miss six in a row. He misses them all snap hook right, snap hook right, snap hook right. And it's and they're, the announcers are saying on the on the broadcast, like, Usually when you see six snap hook rights, you get one of two things on this kick in the real game. You either get a snap hook right <laughs> or you get one that goes so far left it doesn't even hit the net because they're trying to uh, compensate so hard because they know they snap kick everything right. <laughs> it's got to be a terrible place to be in your head when, you know, if you're the kicker too. Awful, ugh. I would have gone for that. I wouldn't have even thought about it, kicking a field goal. He can't make it, and that's okay. You can't. I'm not. You can't be delusional about it. The guy can't make that field goal. So why are we going to go for it? We're driving down the field. If I'm the Cardinals, we're driving down the field. We look good. Fourth and one. We've got a backup kicker. Let's go for it. Try and get the first down. If we don't get it, we don't get it. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you, Tom. I, I totally agree. Man, Ricky, you got me fired up. I'd rather have you out there coaching than Kingsbury. Is that what you want to hear? Is that what you're <laughs> waiting to hear? <laughs> exactly. Good. I had to keep you on long enough to get to get to that. There we go. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thanks so much for listening today. Uh no picks from me on anything today. No picks from Ricky on anything, at least for right now. SteadyPicks.com. Check it out. Anything we do bet will get posted up over there. Say a prayer for me as I try to fix the model this morning. And um, if it does not get fixed, this computer will be laying in the street out there. Hey, well, good luck, my man. And thanks for having me. Always, always great catching up with you. Thanks for coming on. Be, be sure to check out Happy Hour uh, this week, which Ricky and I will be recording. Uh, shortly this week so make sure to check it out over on YouTube thank you all so much enjoy your day go Phillies we'll see you tomorrow